with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scully. And you're very welcome to Full Time here on KCLR there. Uh, uh, with myself, Eddie Scally, uh, in studio looking back on the weekend's results. Later on on today's show, we'll be joining up with Terence Kelly to talk all things Carlo hurling after yesterday's two games in Carlo, which were both covered live on KCLR. And we'll be catching up with Robbie Dowling there to talk on all things club hurling in Kilkenny from over the weekend. It was a, a spate of senior hurling games, intermediate hurling games, and of course, junior hurling games. But the biggest game, without question, of the weekend was this weekend's minor Camogie All-Ireland Final. And joining me here in the studio is the victorious mining minor manager uh, Mikey Wall Mikey you must be absolutely thrilled yeah over the moon Eddie absolutely delighted now it's uh, I don't know if it's still sunk in sunk in I suppose this time yesterday evening the game was only just coming up to the first water break so yeah it's it's taken it's taken the guts of today to actually sink in but you know it's an incredible feeling and it's 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 been some journey for you like I mean you know it's not 12 months ago that we were talking on the phone after you've been appointed as the minor manager I mean when you sit down, and I, and I don't want to go back there and, mm. and, and be defeated in it, but when you sit down and you look after taking on a role like that, is winning the All-Ireland the, the actual, in your head you're saying, right, we're going to win the All-Ireland, or is it, you know, was that, was that the aim, that, that was the target from the year, did you believe this was the team that was going to win an All-Ireland? Well, yeah, look, 100%, like, every year I think that's what any team from Kilkenny sets out to do is, is to is to try to win an All-Ireland and I suppose I was asked this earlier on too and like our, our goal was at the start of the year wasn't to get to an All-Ireland it was to win an All-Ireland and uh, we've spoken about that with the girls you know through the whole year it's been a funny it was through the whole year it's only been a matter of months really um, because like Additionally, the first fixtures we got was our first game was meant to be the 12th of March. Or sorry, the 16th of March, I think. And um, obviously that didn't go. And then it was meant to go to April. And kind of when it, when it didn't come before Easter, we knew then that it probably if it was going to come, it wouldn't be until the summer because of the leave insert. So um, we've... You know, it was obviously we had, we had Zoom calls and always the potential panel, and then we ran our trials and and all like that. But like that was the one thing. That was the one thing we we did focus on at the end of the year that we would. We always spoke about that last training session before the All Ireland final. That that we brought that up a lot, um, to make sure that we were there. And obviously, look after getting there. Then, you know, there's only one step you can you can you can go and you can be happy to be there. And and you know, we said to the girls after like their phenomenal victory against Galway, like that we did not want that to be their All Ireland. And um, you know, luckily enough, it wasn't. Yeah, and then into yesterday's game, like I said to you before, we went on live on <coughs> air here that. Kind of looking at the results throughout the year, for me and like obviously you're at the games with the the girls and they were putting up, you know, phenomenal scores. Like mm. I mean, like it was actually frightening. I a couple of times I had to look at it again and I was saying right that somebody on the Twitter page have to make a mistake or because the scores they were throwing up were were massive. But then at the other side, I was looking at Cork and I was saying, you know, this is going to be a real banger this one because these are two teams that seem to down tools and actually just go out and go at it and they're capable of getting big scores like was Cork the team that you always felt this year would be the, the big stumbling block to winning in All-Ireland um, well look I suppose you talk to anyone the so-called experts who are on other podcasts and stuff like that would say it was Cork's All-Ireland to lose um, we never felt like that we knew that we were going to have a massive Challenge no matter who we come against, the, the minor grade has gone so high. Um, now and like you've the likes of Waterford coming in Dublin, Dublin, I think got their first sem- 
semi-final in, in God knows how long at, at minor grade this year um, so like we knew that we were going to be up against it but I suppose at the moment in, in Camogie like the big three are Kilkenny, Galway and Cork so um, like we knew that we'd have to go we, we knew we'd have to go through at least one of those to, to win the All-Ireland um, and we took it game by game um, Waterford came first Wexford after we beat Wexford we didn't know uh, because we topped the group but we didn't know if we were going to get the draw to go into a quarter final or not we were actually hoping that we would to get that extra game and Limerick came and you know it was it was I think half 11 or 12 o'clock on the Sunday night and uh, the semi-final the following week and we still hadn't, didn't know who we were playing or what day it was on so it was impossible to kind of organise our training but we got Galway and um, like obviously when when Cork and Dublin went so tight we kind of felt that yeah we were in with a real shot of it here and the game itself yesterday like All-Ireland Finals you know anyone that's played in an All-Ireland Final and say it to you it's that first five or six minutes of an All-Ireland Final can make or break a team because all the pressure is piled on everything is you know and some teams react brilliantly to it and some others don't mm-hmm. Cork, Cork came out of the blocks they, they, they did start the game quite well they got a couple of points up on you early on you know from your own side was it keep them calm and not to panic or, or were you or oh yeah I suppose, look it was supposed to, look these are young girls I keep, I keep on saying it there's a huge majority of that squad that are still minor next year actually half the squad are still minor next year so they are very very young but that was the one thing that we said we've been saying it all the time in training not to panic not to panic and even though the score Cork got the first couple of early scores we actually hit a couple of wides so it's not like that we, we, we didn't have our chances. We did. And we kind of knew that, um, you know, it was going to take us a while to settle. Um, I suppose we got a couple of, you know, normally what you don't want in an other and finally you don't want your first free to be a real difficult free. And it was our first two frees were really, really difficult and they didn't go over for us. But, um, after that, um, you know, we, we started to get on the board and then we got, we actually, then none of the freeze we got, Amy Clifford landed two monster freeze from near the middle of the field. So they are, that really settled us down and we were going in a point down at the, at the water break and we actually outscored them three points to nothing after that for, for the second period. So, you know, we were delighted. And just, just when you say that with the, the, the with the water break there, you know, like, What's you know at that stage in the game you've a, you've a minute of a water break like what was what was said in that water break was it you know were you trying to fix little things that were going wrong on the field or, or for yourself what did you think or what did you do um, no we were actually quite happy because again we were we were hitting a, f- a few silly wides so the thing well when we say silly wides. Um, it's a massive, it's a massive stadium. It's a massive coliseum like stadium. Like, you know, the girls would never have played in that, and that big and all. So it, it did take them a little while to settle down. Um, what we felt we needed to do was just stop the ball coming through our half back line. Um, so just to block it. That was, that was just the, the small little things for them and keep delivering ball. We actually, we actually referenced that we had, sco- we had hit, we'd scored three times up to the water break and they'd all come from our inside forwards so we had said well that was that was the plan was to get the ball into our inside line and then you know like in, after the water break Cork who had started 15 on 15 mm-hmm. you got the goal Sarah Barker got the goal mm-hmm. and then Cork dropped the sweeper back mm-hmm. almost instantly yeah um, was that something that you'd prepared for in training with the girls is that something I know they say focus on your own performance but mm-hmm. like surely 
and I'm saying surely as I ask you but knowing that this is something the Cork are liable to do was that something that you had kind of worked for and said right if they drop a sweeper this is how we're going to play yeah well look to be fair most teams we come up against now are playing sweepers and um, I know we played against we, Galway played a sweeper last week so we were kind of used to that we were <clears throat> excuse me we we knew that we just needed to keep the ball the, our delivery of ball good and actually put it over the sweeper or to the side of the sweeper no sweeper plays down the wings or the dive yet to see so um, it, it didn't it didn't bother us at all because I suppose when we saw that happening Cork did start 15 and 15 but our back six are so solid and have been so solid all year that we, we knew that it would have to be five very 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 good forwards to trouble six backs and into the second half of the game Cork did get their purple patch mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think if I'm, if I'm right in saying it you went in at the last water break a point up it was mm-hmm. 1-7 to 9 at that stage yeah. Cork had kind of going in a half time they were 4 points to 1-5 they're down by 4 mm-hmm. they've, they've, they've dragged it back now they've put themselves right back in the game mm-hmm. now the game is in the melting pot you're, you're a point up with 15 minutes to go in an All-Ireland final mm-hmm. now you came out after that water break like a team possessed mm-hmm. and absolutely obliterated them what, what changed or what happened in that period of time was it fitness was it mind what was it I, I, I think it was drive it was, it was drive it was commitment it was the will to win and the will not to be beaten um, like and honest to God myself Damien Paula Mary um, they were just uh, who, who could be on the sideline unfortunately um, the other uh, Sinead and Clodagh was up in the stand you're only allowed so many down was our message to him was there's no reason to panic here we were still a point ahead we were, we were still in control we felt we were hitting against silly wides and that's what we said like just relax a little bit more on the ball when we get it there was no roaring or shouting or anything like that and like when the girls came out um I think this. I think they realised that it was, you know, it was theirs to lose, and they started to throw around the ball, especially around the middle, and we hit some super scores. And then look, if 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 there's a better goal scored this year than Emma Shortle's goal, I like I'll, I'll hold my hands up and congratulate the person who scored it because you hear about Kyle Hayes's wonder goal against Tipperary and a few other ones uh, anyone go on to YouTube and look at that look the, from the from the ball into Sarah Barco to Sarah's flick to Emma and then Emma to finish like Emma's a young girl she's still she's still a minor next year and the composure that she had she didn't panic she took on her player and um, and again struck it into the ground and gave the keeper no chance so you know like when you when you see that happening when that went in they say it ended as as a contest, but we had we had we had it drilled in, and the girls knew themselves. They actually said us at the last water break that they're going to keep going till the final whistle, and that's what they done. I, I I seen a quote from you yesterday. I presume it was yesterday. It was definitely after the All Ireland final. Anyway, it wasn't before. <laughs> this could be good now, yeah. <laughs> no, but I I just when I read it, I just said, "Wow!" You just said we knew that performance was in us. I thought it was the most round professional performance I've ever seen. Claire Tony summed us up near the end, chasing from her own forty-five to the twenty-yard <laughs> line to put in a hook. You know, amazing and win possession there were all fantastic. From Ella in the goals right out to Sarah O'Donnell, they're an incredible bunch, an incredible bunch. I just think. That epitomises work rate. That to me, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, four or five points up in a game, 
and you have a player that's going to run. Yeah, and like you know that Dotsy, you know Dotsy would have been very disappointed not to start. Like she came in and she was a huge. She came in against Galway at half time and she was she was a huge bear on, on us getting over. She she buried a goal when she came in after four minutes. Um, but like um, you know when she came on yesterday, her first thing was, was to jump up and grab a, an unmerciful ball out of the air and bust through. And she got on the scoreboard, but like that's what she gives you. But like you know if if it was. It, if it was Claire at one end and it was, it was Leisha Nolan at the other end and it was Sarah Donnell at the other end, you know, the, just the hooking and the blocking and just sticking in the foot where, you know, just to stop a cork girl getting into it was, I suppose that was, that, that was for me one of the, one of the best passages of play I've ever seen because, you know, Claire had seen the danger and she had took off and she did, she followed her all, all the way to the 21 and not only hook her but actually won the ball and came out with us and like when you, when you have that, when you have players that are willing to, to do that kind of unselfish work that probably wouldn't be seen because uh, I have to, I, I've seen all the match reports and that hasn't been mentioned on us so uh, that's probably the stuff that's not seen that, that makes all the little difference. And before I let you go now because I won't take you hostage all day, I see no, Martin, Martin Quilty is there ready with a shotgun to blow my head off for, for stealing you? <laughs> but but the, 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 the one the, the one thing I would say is there's a full backroom team with you that, mm-hmm. that that probably deserve a lot of credit 100%, there. And yeah, I'd, 100%. I'd like to just ask you if you don't mind to just run me through your whole backroom team. If you yeah, don't mind. Look, look, it's like and that, and I said this. I think it was to Martin for for the podcast there during the week that like the manager of any team is the, is the person that's doing the interviews. His name is out there and all like that. And you know he's no more important than than anybody else. But absolutely phenomenal. Um, backroom team Damien Donahue was our coach um, absolutely I, I couldn't say enough good things about him his passion for and what he's done for Kilkenny Camogie over the years at underage in development squads do you know he got to an under 16 All-Ireland final as a, as, as a manager back in 2016 um, one under 15 under 17 All-Irelands you know it, it's it, I was absolutely delighted for Damien yesterday that, that he got that um, Paul Murphy on you said us in our, on our commentary Paula is at every, every underage game let it be for Kilkenny she's involved in the development of the county too um, she, she's just a phenomenal woman absolutely brilliant um, you have Mary Murphy um, who's from from St. Bridget's who's was with the under 16s last year um, Sinead Milanov came in she's, she, does, she does our player, player performance at, at training and at games and all like that and just keeps everything Tipping over, and then we've Claude Hulan from um, from Muckalee who came in as our goalkeeping coach this year, uh, and just absolutely you know brilliant. But apart from all them, we have two ladies that unfortunately neither one of them was put on the program yesterday, and that wasn't anything to do with the county board. That of was course. Broke Park. But we have two ladies who who was coming from Limerick on their own back every year, and that, or every 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 training session. That was our physio Elaine Elaine Hulan. She was well, like she's kept the girls right all the time. Like she's come down nights that we. Have haven't been training for nights that maybe they're with their club for weeks that they're with their clubs and she's she's come in and she's been phenomenal and then Leisha who is our nutritionist and our kind of our our conditioning coach and unfortunately Leisha had booked flights she's, she's after starting a new job last week in England and she booked a flight to come home and her flight last night was half eight from Shannon and we actually she spoke to me before she booked it because this game was originally to be five o'clock and when it was moved to six she wouldn't have made the flight, so Alicia couldn't come home. So, um, if, and absolutely, you know, an amazing, any of the girls will tell you, you know, 
they're there at every tra- single training session. Every one of them has bought into absolutely everything. The, the way they treat the girls, the way the girls treat them and treat us is is phenomenal. But I, I'm glad you asked that now because it's it, it backroom teams don't get enough products, and I, I I'm I'm just absolutely blessed to to have those people um, supporting me and around me, and because you know they, they trust me a lot, I, I they keep me in check too because they'll, they'll head goals every now and again. Oh well, Mike, from myself and all the team in KCLR, congratulations to you, your backroom team, all the girls, all their families and everything else who I'm sure will absolutely drink this in for the next four or five weeks and, and love it. You'll probably get about six weeks to enjoy this before you start trials for next year's minor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're out in club on, uh, we're out in club uh, Wednesday. So, uh, on far, and then the first thing we have to do is look into Connie girls. So, um, <laughs> you know, which we have four of them on the panel. Now, I did give them the night off. So if they're listening, they're more than welcome to take it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, thanks very much, Eddie, no. for all your help and support. You're an absolute star and congratulations to them all again. And that is, thanks of course, very much. Mike, you all, Kilkenny, all Ireland winning minor manager there with the Camogie girls and congratulations to them and all their families from all of us on KCLOR oh and we take a little bit of an ad break there full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny LaHartsVolkswagen.ie and you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. That was, of course, Mike Wall that we were chatting with there beforehand there, the victorious Kilkenny minor camogie manager. Brilliant guy, and I think he deserves all the plaudits he'll get over the next number of weeks for the way he's managed that team during the year. And in fairness to him, sharing the adulation that he's obviously getting, but sharing it with his backroom team as well and recognising all of their efforts. Now we switch our attention to all things hurling and all things hurling in Carlo. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Terence Kelly. Terence, good evening. How are you, Eddie? How are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks, Terence. Um, you were lucky enough to get to see the two games yesterday. I want to start off with the Mount Leinster Rangers Bagnestown Gales game, Terry. Um, you might just tell me what went on there, Terence. I, I, I can't understand that scoreline. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people can't because I was speaking with so many people over the last couple of weeks, like, you know, about the three huge victories they have to have and have to beat Naval by six points, to beat St. Munners by six points, and beat Bellingham by ten points. You know, Bangstown Gales are on a high and I was speaking to you now last week and I kind of thought because I knew Rangers were missing a few players now I didn't know Bangstown were missing players on the day which were James Dyle, Craig Dyle and Jamie Clark but you know I kind of thought oh, this could be very close and I kind of kind of insinuated to you like that Bangstown could win this one because you know I felt that we were under strength but as it turned out like they were missing three players but you know it was the strength of, of, of you know you have to give credit like the Mountain Lens to the Rangers they just took them apart and uh Bangstown had a big victory in the under-20 during the week. Now, on that under-20 team, there were six of those players lined out, uh, you know, yesterday. Now, whether they over-celebrated, whether there's any celebrations, I haven't a clue. But, you know, it was just flat on the day and Rangers tend to hit the ground, you know, running. And, uh, like, the game was over as a contest after 15 minutes. You know, Rangers were so dominant in so many places. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the explanation is, but after being so brilliant Bangstown in their three games, you know, it was difficult to analyse, like, what went wrong. Yeah, see, when I, when I seen the result, like, the, like a few people had said to me, maybe, you know, uh, Bagnastown Gales had looked at this game as a kind of a, a hit to nothing and did rest some players ahead of the semi-finals and whatnot, and yeah. maybe that was the case. But the concern I'd have now is, like, how do you pick yourself up after a beating? Like, three goals and 18 points to nine points. It's, like, it's a it's a bit of a cricket score. Like, how do Bagnastown pick yeah. themselves up now to go and face... Yeah. Same yeah, one like, next week. Like. Yeah, go on playing Saint Mullins. Somebody said to me yesterday, even you know, they had this team in college tonight, like our Saint Mullins. They weren't playing yesterday, but I saw 
Like the salt bank is still being taken apart. And some people said, you know, about missing the pairs. But, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to the Rangers. Like, they played really, really well on, on the day, even though they were missing, like, three pairs also. But, you know, Bangstown, it's, it's so hard to, you know, so hard, so hard to explain. Like, they were so good and they were so, they were the pep in their step in the three games. Like, they were buzzing. The buzzing would be the word all over the field. And, you know, uh, it's so hard to understand. Like, you know, Gavin Nolan, the man, the man, you know, Francis Kenny, like, that's over the team. He's some kind of... He had the players that were flying it. They were absolutely flying it. And I genuinely thought, now, this was going to be a close game. You know, down the road, I said, with most, you know, with both teams picking from the full deck, I kind of felt, you know, Rangers would take him. But and then after winning the under-20 the other night, I said, you know, the tails will be up, right? You know, those lads will be, you know, they could be serious. I cannot believe, like, they were so flat, like, they were, like, they were, you know, they were, they were, they were very, 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 very average on the night, like, you know. And Mount Leinster Rangers, I know you're, you're a pains to say how well they did play is... Was this Mount Leinster Rangers showing their teeth? Well, I don't know, but listen, you know, Mount Leinster Rangers, as I said, they were short, you know, the two Cody's and like, Teddy didn't start. And, you know, they were short, you know, a few other players that uh, have been kind of, you know, Richard Kelly was out and lost Dennis Murphy early in the game and they could have the luxury of, you know, of taking off Chris Nolan. Like, and Chris is, Chris is a huge, huge player. But listen, the, <laughs> they kind of played well, but it, they played well. But you know, for Bangs were very poor on on the night, and uh, you know, like Rangers just outpoured them in the first ten minutes, and you know, it was at one nine to one, I think it was nine one nine to four points at half time, and then to beat them after by eighteen points, like this is just this, you know, sounds like a hockey match, you know, and uh, it's it's going to be difficult for for Bangs on games, like you know, to beat themselves off the weekend, and only Craig Dial and Jamie Clark and James Dial would be valued players daily. Great day score two ten in the first game like against Navon. But you know, it's 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 going to be difficult to beat ourselves up after this, you know, that wasn't the beat, that was a, you know, it was an annihilation of them on the day. And the the second game on the day, the the Ballon Killen Moishel game. Um, yeah, I got to listen to the commentary. I don't know was was it the first or second game, but I got to listen to the Ballon Killen Moishel game. Um, I was listening yeah. to yourself and Brendan at that game. Um, like by 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 all respects. I think the first half was a quite tasty affair, but the second half just it didn't just live up to that. It just kind of pittered off for you, no, did it? No, no, no. It felt you know it was a little flat. Like no, it was a little flat at half time. You know, it was twelve points to, to five, like in favour of Navon. And uh, uh, listen, Navon have some very very strong forwards. John Michael on wing forward and Connor Foley, two huge men. Like you know, they they are dominant players. And uh, you know, uh, Ballon Killen. Well, the last clubs have had a lot of injuries this year, but uh, Ballon Killen, like the last, like the Wheelings and the last Marty Darton, and like they have to lose a few players. And you know, no club can afford to do, you know, to do this. But they have to have an unlucky run. You know, Owen Larkin is over that team, and in the first game now against St Mullins, they were beaten. I think it was one team to beat by Sunray Pines, and. Uh, but, you know, they had a huge amount of wives. They had as much possession as St. Mullins on the night. But, you know, they just couldn't find the post. But, uh, you know, Navo kind of started shaking off, you know, in the championship. But I tell you one thing, they're after putting up, you know, putting their hand up now. They are there in, in the semi-final. And our jokes aside, they are a serious, serious shit. They're a big physical team. Like, they were missing Owen Redmond yesterday and they were missing Jack Cavney yesterday. Nevertheless, like, they scored 17 points and... Uh, you know, they're they're a physical team, and uh, you know their tails up at the present time. They're after having like a very very good win yesterday, and uh, you know, uh, you know, and 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 the second half now against St. Mons the week before, you know, you could just see visions of of, of you know of Navon from you know from years ago, like they were passionate, like where the, you know the first couple of games, like you know they were they were they were simple enough, but you know, the last game and a half they've been very very good, 
and you know they're a real worry for Rangers on Sunday so they are and just on Ballon Killen before I just ask you about next weekend's semi-finals like like they have been really, really unlucky, and I like I feel for Owen Larkin there as well. Yeah. You know, they, they got no real rub of the green at all, and then with, with a kind of a, a kind of a, a bit of a crap season as well for a new manager to come in with the COVID restrictions and a, like. Will Ballin Killen and Owen? Do you think they should give it another year together and see see where we yeah, can go? This, yeah, well, I'm not sure where the man is going. You know, like Ballin Killen only scored two thirty six. You know, coming into yesterday's game and what did they get yesterday? Eleven points. Uh, yeah. Eleven points. Yeah, eleven points. Yeah, two uh, two forty seven. It's a small court, like in comparison. We say you know Rangers have scored nine seventy one, and uh, you know Navy one has scored five eighty one, like five points in the difference like, between those two, but. You know, I, I, I'm not sure what Owen Larkin is thinking. You know, there, there cannot be any more unlucky like wish, you know, with players being injured one thing and another. Like the Wheeling brothers are big boys up there and, and uh, you know, Sean Murphy was, he was on the end, he was, he was only kind of going, you know, at half strength, you know, in the last couple of games. He's not the Sean I've known for a few years, like, you know, and he's a, he's a passionate player and a very good player, but, you know, he was only going at two plugs. And this is simple as that, like, you know, but, uh, you know, like they're out, they're out, they're out for the year and, uh, you know, that's the story. So. We go into next weekend then with two exciting semi-finals. Um, Mount Leinster Rangers will be taking on Michel. What way do you see that going? I know I'd be very much in favour of saying that Mount Leinster Rangers could 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 be strong well, favourites here. Listen, listen. Most people will assume that that um, St. Monas will be will be you know will be Bankstown and Mount Leinster Rangers will you know will account for you know for Navon. Like, you know, those people like that follow the hurling, but most of those people also would have said that, you know, yesterday's game between Raiders and Bankstown, you know, you know, they probably would have only been maybe a score or two between them. You know, you never know on today what happens, but as I said, Navon started poorly, and in every game they have, you know, they have improved, and they're going from strength to strength. There's Rangers are carrying a few injuries, but hopefully, you know, some of them will be back, you know, for the weekend. If both of them were playing from, kicking from a full deck, I would fancy Rangers to win. In the in the in the, the Mount Leinster Rangers game, and then in the second game, like, are we going to be graced with Mouse Cavanagh starting next weekend? I yeah, hope we are. Well, yeah, listen, yeah, listen. I, I, I would, I would assume so because, as I said, the last time, like the last time, like, um, like they played one another, um, the last time they played one another, like Bangs don't beat away six points. Now they hadn't Marty or Jack. Jack may have come on and subbed that team. Not a hundred percent sure, but definitely they hadn't Marty. Like you know. And Marty played no less on the week. This is his first game back, you know, like against Navon. And in the first 20 minutes, it was just exhibition hurling. He was very, very good. In the second half, he was somewhat quieter, so he was. And, uh, you know, but Marty is Marty. And, uh, you know, it'll take it'll take a lot of watching like, to keep him down, you know. But, uh, listen, most people, you know, and, and to have James Wiles up centre forward and that Ocean Ring corner forward and to have young, you know, Conor Kehoe wing forward. You know, like, those are decent hurlers. You know, so as I said, that most people will expect, especially like after last Sunday, you know that that you know Saint Martin's will be too strong for for the banks on Gales. No, I I, I think we've uh, two two really good semi finals to look forward to. Terence, as always, thanks a million for taking the call. You might That's chat to me next week as well there and let us know how these two semi finals fare out. I'm sure they're both live on KCLR as well. Yeah, they are of course. Yeah, in fact, uh, the first game is between between Saint Martin's. And thanks um, for the second game is the Rangers and everyone. No, that's brilliant, Terence. As always, uh, thank thanks a million for your chat, and it's it's great to keep us all up to date with everything that's happening in Carlow. Thanks, 
Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Eddie. Right, thank you. Thank that you. is, of course, Bye. our very own Terence Kelly just bringing us up to date there. And just to recap the scores on them two games, Mount Leinster Rangers, three goals and 18 points. Bagnanstown Gales, nine points. And Ballin Killen, 11 points. Michael 17 points. And both Carlo Senior Hurland semi-finals will be broadcast live on KCLR next weekend. We're going to take another quick ad break there and we're going to switch our attention to Kilkenny Hurling after the break. Full time on KCLR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR, where we're now going switching our attention to all things Kilkenny Club hurling from the weekend, and I'm delighted to be joined in the line by Robbie Dowling. Robbie, good evening. Good evening, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. No, it's it's great to have you on. And Robbie, I hope I don't run out of time when I'm talking to you as well because I do want to switch my attention from hurling to uh, soccer at the very end, if I can at all, to pick your brain on uh, what way I should apply for the Ireland job. But before we go to that, <laughs> I want to start with yesterday's senior hurling results. You might just bring me up to date with the senior hurling results first, please. Yeah, some good games across the weekend in Murphy and Group B of the St. Hans' Caribbean Senior Hurling League. In Kenny, of course, with the opening round this weekend. In Group A, Dixborough, it was a good good group for the town teams Dixford defeated Aaron's own and tight game didn't seem like they're on the scoreline but it ended up 223 to 119 in favour of Dixford then O'Loughlin's in a very very tight game against Great Valley Hand eventually got the better of Valley Talent on the scoreline of 118 to 18 points and the final game that group came on Saturday night of course live from UPMC Nolan Park on KCLR a very convincing victory for Tara 126 to 115 against what I have to say it was a flat moment. I was talking to Michael Walsh yesterday while I was on commentary duty for the Tullerone and the Downey game. He was very disappointed with a moment of that performance, so a lot of work to be done there ahead of their next tie. Um, in Group B, of course, on Saturday, the only time Group B on Saturday was James Stevens against Rowan Speed. Village looks very strong there, 120 to 15.60, and I think they'll definitely be one of the favourites to be thrown by the head, of course, to the world champions. Um, yesterday's game, I was on live with Michael Walsh from UPMC. You know, part of the draw to the Rowan against the Downey, two goals, 12 points to 115. And the cracker of the, the cracker of the game in Northern Park prior to that to the Rowan game uh, was between Baddy Hay and Venice Bridge, a game of the weekend. Venice Bridge eventually coming out on top, 323 to 6-11. Baddy Hay actually got six goals in that game in the last 10 minutes. They were well out of it, I think, 12 points down at one stage with, with 10 minutes to go on the 50-minute mark. And they got six goals, so it just goes to show how much firepower they have. And despite the defeat yesterday, I think they'll be very, very difficult to stop. A couple of teams in contention there, but once they hit full stride, they're almost impossible to stop. Not just for the Kenny teams, but teams across Leinster and Ireland as well. Just, just on the, we'll, we'll start on the Ballyhale game. Uh, one of my yeah. friends texted me during the game and said, I think they're going to nail a couple of stakes into the goals there. He said, at the speed these balls are getting driven in on top of the goalkeepers won't stop them. But, like, there's two sides to this. We had Eddie Doyle on with us last week who was tipping Bennett's Bridge up, in his opinion, to be the biggest challengers to Ballyhale Shamrocks this year in the championship. Yeah. And then, obviously, the all-conquering Ballyhale. But, like, Bennett's Bridge to score three goals and 23 points against anybody, let alone Ballyhale Shamrocks, is a remarkable return. But to concede six goals... You know, regardless of who you're playing against, you know they're going to be really disappointed about that. Yeah, they will, of course. I think particularly the fact that the sixth ball, like I said, came in the last ten minutes. But just looking at it yesterday, I know obviously Ballyhale will be disappointed. It's their first round; they would like to get off to a, a good start. But um, I understand why Eddie's saying Benfica. Do you think are the biggest chance? If you remember the 2018 final, they only lost that by three points. In the last two finals, Ballyhale has been quite strong. They've almost eased through Kilkenny, which is something we haven't seen. Even when Ballyhale were in their pomp around the two thousand. They had, they had some tough ties with the last two years in particular, meeting Dixborough and the Village in the last two finals in 2019 and 2020. They're kind of just easing and moving up the gears as the 
closing stages of the championship went on, you're thinking, who's actually going to pull it up to him? So I think Eddie has a point that maybe Venice Bridge are going to be the biggest challengers, but when he continued there, there's 12-point lead going into the last 10 minutes, and Valley Hale pulled it back to three, I mean, in the blink of an eye, you know, you're talking about they had 11 points on the scoreboard um, with on the 15-minute mark, and they're 29 by the end, scoring six goals in a row. It's incredible scoring. You look at the firepower, there's seven inter-county players on the team, like the Richie Reed, TJ Reed, of course, probably, if not the best hurler in Ireland, certainly amongst the best. Own Cody, Adrian Mullen, Brian Cody, got a really good goal yesterday. Not on the Kenny panel, but a strong hurler as well as centre forward. Obviously, kind of like the Colin Fenley and Owen Reed, Joe Cody making up the full forward. Line. It just has some serious firepower that I don't think anyone in Kilkenny can match. Benny's were very good yesterday. Whether the victory, you think, was like there's a Kenny under 20 member, Kieran Brennan, Sean Morris, and Ian Blanchfield, who would have been around the Kilkenny panel as well. So I do think Eddie has a really good point to the fact that Benny's probably are the main contenders. I would think so, alongside the, the town teams as well. Lock and Dixford in the village had really good victories, but I just can't see how you stop Valley Hale. They were nowhere near yesterday. That's going to be their worst performance, I've no doubt about it. Uh, they'll be right up for now after coming off their loss um, yesterday going up against the village uh, they started arriving Casey Law from 3pm and I just think uh, once they hit their palm banister in fifth gear or sixth gear there's just absolutely no stopping them however much the other teams would like to try I think you just look at their panel it's remarkable it's almost reminiscent of an inter-county panel and um, yeah I do think it's still going to be Valley Hayes will take a lot to stop them and in the second game the game that you were covering yourself uh, Tullerone against Liz Downey um, this is Liz Downey's first ball I think it's senior they're intermediate champions coming up and they played Tullerone yesterday it ended up being a kind of a ding-dong battle in the sense that it was it was a very very close game finished in a draw you know from from your own view and are, are these then I don't want to be unfair but are, are, are these the teams that you think will be competing at the end to try and stay senior or do you think these guys could, could kick on from that? Yeah no I think that's a fair point Eddie I do think you see these sides unfortunately down the bottom. Um, Liz Downey, not too want to try and hurt. They were by far the better side yesterday. They missed the penalty trade. And Talis had a big goal scoring opportunity in the first half to the full forward. Conor O'Carroll missed a plethora of a point after Brian Kavanagh showed tremendous pace to get that goal right at the start. And you're thinking they're going to kick on from here. And they had about four or five chances. Tullerone could not get into the game to make it a 1 3, 1 4, 1 5 lead. And I think from that it would have been unassailable for Tullerone. And it would obviously then have been the perfect start for Liz Downey if they had got the 50. But I can't help but feel they left that one behind them. I think on paper, with the exception maybe of the Roaring City game, um, that was by far the easiest um, game. I can't see them getting results really, more than one result anyway, at best against the likes of Bally Hale, the Village, or Venice Bridge. So I do think they left that behind them yesterday. I think there was certainly at least another goal on the scoreboard for them and at least another three or four points. So I do think Tullerone probably matched out at 2 drive. I think that was about as much as they could have got good goal from Shane Walsh and Dylan Simpson in the full forward line but they weren't deserving of any more than 2-12 and um, could have won it near the end they only got a late point through Conor O'Carroll to get a draw and it's more than deserved of a draw they should have won the game um, from Tullerone's point of view I would be more worried if I was Tullerone than Liz Downey in the sense that I think Liz Downey even if they are involved in a really game since semi-final bring an incredible level of intensity to it you can see them properly up for it they're really well coached they get really good low ball into the full forward line into the likes of Cavan and Tallis and O'Carroll who can call and fullback in the country series problem. Tom Mark actually, um, the Tullerone fullback actually moved on to Kavanagh out from his normal fullback position in the Tullerone jersey onto the into the cornerback position because Kavanagh was causing that much problems in the first half. Worked well, I think the water breaks for Tullerone were key because the first quarter and the third quarter, the first quarter, the second half, of course, completely bossed by the Downey. They eventually took the lead after a three point lead a half time in the second half. But Tullerone came back into it, the water racing to work for them, stem the momentum of the Downey. But um, I think, like you say, for both sides, it's just a question of 
can they avoid being involved in a relegation cup? Can they maybe get that second or third place finish? But you look at Bennis Bridge, the village in Ballyhale, I think it'll be one, two and three there. Whatever way it comes in order, I don't know. And then I think between Roar and Steve Tullerone and Daniel Batten and out there for that fourth spot to avoid a relegation to relegation semi final and that's dreaded to be from the game. Of course it's in the championship but you're one feet away from being in where nobody wants to be, which is a relegation point. So I do think unfortunately looking at those two sides yesterday, considering the quality that we seen in the game before playing Springs by the Hill, I do think one of those two sides will be involved in the relegation final um at the county championship for guesses, I would have thought, you know. And before I take an ad break, Robbie, you might bring us up to speed with the intermediate results from yesterday as well, please. Yeah, intermediate throughout the weekend. I suppose the tide around. Everyone wants to see Thomas Down against the Union. 115 to 16 points down in the 63rd minute, well into additional time. Thomas Down somehow come out with a 216 to 116 victory. So the perfect start for Henry Shetland in charge of them. My own club, St. Martin's, had a really good victory against the 2020 junior All Ireland champions, Connie Shamrocks. Tight game in Ballyragget, 219 to 217. So a great start there. I know there's a lot of good work being done. Um, a lot of young players being brought through for Muckley. So a great win. Uh, the last game in that group was a draw. Young Ireland and St. Lockton. So that goes to show, you know, the three points in the first game, two points in that Connie and St. Martin's game, and a draw in the last game. So it's really tight around intermediate hurling. Um, looking at the group B, Dan Schwartz had a very strong victory. They'll be amongst the favourites, along with Thomas Town, you would have thought. To promote back up the senior at two twenty three to twelve point victory against John Locke. Callan, I think, could be one of those teams that could be struggling and looking forward to relegation. Carrick Sutton, good victory against the Lock and Gales, two fourteen to thirteen points. And the final game in group B was Glen Moore against Dunaragan. Glen Moore ran right in that one, scoring four goals, uh, winning on the scoring four sixteen to one seventeen. So intermediate's gonna be really tight this year, interesting to see what happens. Um, but I do think it will come from either Thomas Down or Dan Sport that will eventually promote but good win for a couple of sides there throughout the weekend No, that's brilliant and I'm just going to bring everybody up to date with some of the results from the Junior there saying Pat's Ballyragget 17 points, Mooncoin 2 goals and 26 points Sleeve Rue 14 points The Emeralds 1 goal and 13 points Kilmacow, two goals and 18 points. And the Blacks and Whites, 16 points. That's three of the games there from the junior hurling results from the weekend. We're going to take a quick ad break there and we'll be still chatting to Robbie when we come back. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards. The home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahards Volkswagen. And you're very welcome back to full time just to give you the final three results from the junior hurling League uh, Section A Group A it was Wine Gap one goal and seventeen points, Clanine one goal and eleven points, Greg Namana one goal and thirteen points, Piltown two goals and fourteen points, and Galmoy three goals and sixteen points, Tullaher Ross Birkin twenty points. So it's right there we're gonna leave it for the Hurling and Camogie and all things GA and we're going to switch our attention to the comedy show that just keeps on giving which is the Irish International Soccer Team two years ago I was destroyed on KCLR when I was horrified at the appointment to Stephen Kenny I'm not saying I was right to be horrified but what I am saying is after 14 games you would have to wonder where are we going Robbie you're a big Stephen Kenny fan convert me no I wouldn't call myself a Stephen Kenny fan now Eddie what I would say is I'm a proponent of changing the style of play that we've become accustomed to with the Irish soccer team in certain terms of this kind of hoofball get up and at them and put them under pressure style of play pass the bus against the B teams hope we get a break I don't think that's in any way a feasible way forward for Irish football and it's probably led to our 
deterioration over the years. You think about it, you know, we're in 2021 now. We, we've made one, two major tournaments, your 2016 and your 2012, in the last 20 years. We've won one game, lost five in those major tournaments. So it's not like that, that style of play has brought us an awful lot of success. Having said that, I think your point around Stephen Kenny rather than the style of play probably is proven to be true at this stage in the sense that you can't get those results and have any complaints if they're out of a job. I think ultimately the one-all draw against Azerbaijan was just horrendous on Saturday. You think back to that Luxembourg defeat. As a, as a Republic of Ireland manager, I think he couldn't have asked for a much easier group. I know he's trying to change the side of play. I'm completely for that. I think, like I've just said, that kind of long ball side of play just isn't on anymore in modern-day international football. But you're coming out from a point with home games against Luxembourg and Azerbaijan. That's simply not good enough. So I do think questions need to be asked as a manager. And going up to the game tomorrow night, unfortunately, I've never not looked forward to an Irish game, but I'm really am not looking forward to being in the game tomorrow night because I do worry that it could be three or four nil to be honest with you, necessarily, because they have all eyes on top of what they're right in contention there. They're all home draw against Portugal. And I think it could be current for Kenny then. And I don't need to get any complaints. I know you're not a big fan of him, but things are probably right in the sense that he hasn't got the results or the performances to suggest that he's bringing this team forward. But I do think the style of play needs to change. Yeah, I, like I can't disagree that the style of play needs to change, but I was told, you know, I, I obviously watched the Azerbaijan game and I was told the finishing from the Irish players up front was as poor as the finishing from Castle Warren striker yesterday against River Rangers as well. So, yeah, you know. Castle Warren striker caused problems though, I Yeah, no, the Irish though, strikers no. did too. The only thing I would say, Robbie, and this is where it comes in, and people have whinged to me and give out and say, oh, this, that and the other. I have no issue with Ireland changing their style of play. What my, my issue is, is, how was Stephen Kenny qualified to be that person? Like, how has his CV allowed him to do it? And I don't want the answer to that, but what I do want is just being honest, and it's a straight yes or no answer, is if Giovanni Trapattoni had gotten them runner results, if Martin O'Neill had gotten them runner results, if we had taken in Sam Allardyce and he'd gotten them runner results, what would be happening right now? Well, there'll be fact, no doubt about it, but I think, I think that does come back to a larger point, maybe, Eddie, in the sense that it, we're not looking at Stephen Kenny anymore as a football and country. I think we're more so looking at how do we change our culture of football. And I think the last 30 years, it's obviously been dominated by the Jack Charlton era coming into that first spell from Nick McCarthy. And I think um, there's no doubt about it. It's a fair point. If Nick McCarthy, Martin O'Neill, or Trapattoni had got these results, they would have been out the door, not, not after the Azerbaijan game. They would have been out the door immediately after that Luxembourg game. It would have been unacceptable. But I think the reason they would have been out the door is because the style of play was so unappetizing. The style of play under Kenny is obviously wanted by a large majority of the public. I think they want to see a change. So that's the only reason he's hanging on to the job, along with the fact that it probably is the worst Irish bunch of players um, in the country's history. To be quite uh, 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 <laughs> Rob, I, 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 on that note, <laughs> I, will, I will say to you that I really, really want to get behind Stephen and all the lads tomorrow night. I hope we've a big win and it's a big lift for the man. I'm sure he's under immense pressure. I would also like to point out that I think maybe maybe we're just being just really too nice and, 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 and that's that's the only thing I think we're probably being a bit too nice but Robbie you enjoy the game tomorrow night hopefully we'll play a beautiful brand of football we'll get close and maybe we can all celebrate a, a, an honourable defeat but maybe with a bit of luck we might get a win Robbie thanks a million for taking the call 
Fingers crossed. Thanks very much, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. That is, of course, the great uh, Robbie there having a good chat with us there. And I'd just like to remind you, Robbie was playing up front, of course, at the weekend for Castle Warren, failed to hit the back of the net. His manager has been on to me twice or three times to point out that if Robbie was finishing a little bit better, Castle Warren would be winning a lot more games. So he can't really criticise the Irish strikers. On that note, then, I'm going to leave you for full time tonight. Again, our biggest congratulations has to go to our Kilkenny Minor Camogie team, their manager, Mike Wall, the full backroom team on a momentous victory for them. Our first win in the minor grade since 2015 so an absolutely brilliant result for everybody involved in Kilkenny Camogie and then minor girls and of course next weekend we switch our attention to the intermediate All-Ireland final and hopefully the girls can make it a brilliant double for Kilkenny Camogie your temperature in Carlow right now is a lovely 22 degrees and it's the same here in Kilkenny that's all for me on Full Time up next is Own Kerry Full Time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie.